0: So 1st of January this year, I, I basically sent a small message to pretty much all the core dev. Back then we were four with maybe, I don't know, like two or three contributing, but not, not necessarily like full-time with us. And, right. I, and I just sent them like a small message. What is kind of your vision for 2021? What do we want to accomplish? What is some objectives, some goals? And, you know, we listed them all up in the 2021 kind of medium article which was our roadmap for the year and you know like you would pull up this list and you would literally be able to check mark everything on it I think 85% right now nice. and this is like the year is not even over right we're about to we're, we're just halfway there yeah and that to me is fucking insane
1: Running any startup is a bit nuts. Running one under the circumstances that Sushi faced at the beginning is beyond all the norms. And while Maki works hard to decentralize leadership, there's no mistaking that he is at at least guiding the team and the community down a path. I've been pretty amazed to see the quality out of chaos that the Sushi team and community makes happen. And in this interview, we get into how it happens. Every project should listen to the approach and philosophy that Maki and the team are taking to building and growing and rewarding the community. The community plays a critical role in boosting the success of Sushi. The team realizes that and the team makes sure they foster it. Listen, enjoy, and learn. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I'm really excited to have on the show Maki from Sushi.com or Sushi Swap, as we all know it in the space. It's become a giant in the DeFi space, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. A dynamic community, a UI and UX-driven approach to interface, and a lot of innovation, um, but really want to hear from Maki and what his background was before he plunged into all of this. And kind of what the experience was like without rehashing all the things that everybody's always talked about with regards to sushi. And then go into kind of uh, where the project is now and uh, where things are going from here. So so Maki, can you tell us a little bit about your your background prior to sushi and and how you kind of ended up plunging in and what that experience was like?
0: Yeah, sure. I will start by saying like, I will keep this background to kind of everything related to crypto. This way, you know, like I won't get into details about my personal life per se. But prior to joining Sushi, you know, like I've always been kind of passionate about crypto in itself. Like some may call, you know, crypto native today is exactly, I think, the term. We're talking about uh, someone that didn't have any kind of fiat in his bank account and mostly kind of relied on exploring ethereum when gas was exceptionally cheap when things were kind of starting i remember back then you know these wildly interesting yields were mostly on things like compound Ave dydx and that was about it there was no kind of really farming and so on liquidity mining was really not i guess your 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 first choice and that was mostly like for i wouldn't say expert players but People with lots of liquidity available, which wasn't the case for many of the ones that, you know, were starting out. So anyways, uh, things like, you know, starting with Expo, which later rebranded to DYDX, Nuo and things like that. This is basically like, I guess where everyone started, you know, Gitcoin grants and kind of seeing these projects where, you know, you didn't really know how they would pan out and so on and so on. So that is kind of my background, literally like been a power users of, Ethereum and DeFi since day one and been kind of dying to contribute in one way or another. And I ultimately was able to kind of, I guess my first venture was kind of seeing what was going on with Yarn. And then ultimately, if it was not with them, I basically got involved with Sushi because I saw the, the opportunity and I've always wanted to contribute to Uniswap in one way or another. But it was very difficult to kind of get access to, I guess, the dev and I understand why you know like they probably are swamped by so many people i don't think it's necessarily just their own choice but anyways so was able to involve myself there and since then it's been uh, a a crazy ride it's been almost one year now and you know we grew the team from you know barely three four people to now over 22 so yeah exceptional growth and yeah that's about it that's my background
1: So So you were pretty hardcore in crypto from the beginning. You wanted to be involved in in DeFi in some way or another. And you were really kind of looking for a project where you could help out and help it grow. When you jumped into this situation, did you really feel like right away you needed to become a a leader of the project because of everything that was going on? And so you really, for you, it was something that you just felt like you had to assert initially to kind of keep things on track with the way things were going?
0: No, no, I don't think, you know, like the leadership aspect was, I guess, our priority. It was more about like contributing and giving value to, I guess, whatever I was doing. So initially, you know, like I kickstarted this not as a community person per se, but you know, like just kind of trying to grow what we're up to, kind of making sure that we had audits to make sure people, you know, it was safe protocols and so on. Unfortunately, you know, like uh, some events happened, but it was not necessarily because of the smart contract. And, you know, MasterChef has been used by like a thousand projects now. It's probably one of the most uh, successful piece of smart contract. And I think everyone owes this to Chef Nomi. So, yeah, not really like establishing myself as a leader. And to be very quite honest, I felt out of touch with leadership for, I guess, the first, I don't know, two, three months. And my goal has always been to make more room. And I think it kind of show off in how Sushi is led today. I don't think I am necessarily like the, the spokesperson or the leader of SushiSwap at all. I think, you know, we have like people like Joe that step in uh, like 0x2 and kind of Omakase. They've all been kind of instrumental in kind of pushing the vision forward and yeah, unfolding, I guess, Sushi into what it is today, which it is. It isn't just like one AMM. It's literally like an umbrella, I think of, of different apps and protocols.
1: You know, I I was going to bring up later on, but I I've really been impressed with the caliber of talent and people on the core team. I, I I guess that's how you refer to the the team members. I've had a number of interactions with with different folks on the team, and I got to believe everyone is um basically buried right, at all times working on sushi. And I'm just kind of wondering what's the has this been a process of just kind of naturally people coming in from the community and then ending up in in roles where they're putting most of their life into sushi? Or is this something where you guys were out seeking particular people for particular roles and you found them that way?
0: So I think there's like mostly two paths to get into a sushi, quote unquote, core team. I think in one shouldn't necessarily aspire to to be courting, you can uh, contribute on your own and be rewarded b- by itself too. Like, you know, it's, it's really like, if you wish to become full-time, so be it, but otherwise you can just contribute part-time and the door is always open for collaboration. So that is one thing. And th- this doesn't only, uh, this isn't only for like individuals per se, like, you can even see it with protocols, by the way. the re- The most recent I have in mind is is ArcherDAO, which basically like sent us a PR to kind of enable MEV protection for front running on try on trades on swaps. And yeah, we did no work on this kind of yeah. integration. They did all of it, and they basically sent a PR, and we just merged it. Nice. Um, so that is something to keep in mind. Like we're open for the UI, we're open for the team, we're open for everything, partnership equally. So. But to come back to the question here, there's two way to kind of join or you know kind of get, I would say, identify is if you just come in in the Discord in the community in the forum and you talk about you know building an idea, building like a tool, building a, a feature, and you just get to work. You know, like it's literally just it's meritocracy at its peak. We are seeing like sometimes like people are talking about grants a lot lately. And this has been one of the most funny part of DeFi. Like, I don't see why there is like comedies to kind of give out grants and so on. Like at Sushi, it's always been like, you do something, it's done. And, you know, we kind of sort of agreed on a price upfront. We pay like usually 50% up and then 50% at the end. Sometimes, you know, for kind of more technical things, we wait to make sure that the person is able to ship it. And then we basically like give it away. Like, you know, that's how we kind of, that's how Miso got started with a 25,000 USD kind of grant. That's how DexGuru integrated like a sushi uh, charts in their product with again 25,000 USD. This has been kind of I guess our motto or way to integrate the team and usually once they have one grant and you know we've had enjoy we enjoy working together we basically like send them an offer to be to become full time. And whenever they are full time what is key and I think is why I guess these Core dev are so passionate and I guess autonomous. Is that we trust their judgment that ultimately they're going to be able to push forward in any direction? Sushi, whether it is by you know creating an entirely new protocols to I don't know like NFT trading called show you you know, or you want to create like a an isolated money market, or you want to you know like just add some features in the front end to make it like more usable. Or you know, like a set of inspired zaps for your sushi to become, you know, like uh, to to move more easily across, like you know, the various protocols. That is all, like, kind of what Discord have, have been creating, and this is with little oversight from from me, from the community. It's really like work of passion, and it shows by how much we're kind of quote unquote shipping, I think. So, and the other aspect is basically like a more traditional path where, you know, we're looking for a specific role that is not necessarily kind of uh, available in our community. And usually, like, whenever we find this person, we do, like, a one-month trial with, uh, you know, we pay upfront their salary for one month. And if this works out, then we hire them. So far, you know, I think we only had, like, one or two bad apples out Mm of five, six. So that gives you, like, a very good idea of... uh... Yeah, we give a lot of chances because... You know, ultimately, like I got this, I would say, mandate by the community, the sushi community, without, you know, putting a CV, without kind of showing kind of my back intake. As far as I know, you know, I'm, I'm a dog, you know, in front of a computer. Right? And <laughs> it's all about the output.
2: Mission DeFi is sponsored by Material Indicators. Material Indicators brings science to investing and helps investors make more informed and smarter trading decisions. Their powerful community of thousands of experienced investors is free to join and is available to anyone that wants to learn more about trading crypto successfully. Visit their website at materialindicators.com. That's materialindicators.com. Or join their community on Telegram by searching for Material Indicators.
0: Like it doesn't really matter who is there. And it's the same for Ethereum. You know, like there's like literally a rabbit in front of a computer, like uh, deploying like crazy strategies with a group of people. Like, how beautiful is that? This is, a map in my opinion, like kind of what DeFi enable, and that's why we don't want to. We, we never look at at a resume per se. We it's more about the output. It's more about how they got into crypto. And uh, yeah, we've been very privileged to be able to give all these people chances. And most of the contributors are actually not even. Um, they were not in DeFi before coming. And this is probably wow. one of the things that I'm the most proud about is we're literally like bridging new talent for the ecosystem. And, you know, whether or not they stay with Sushi, I think they will, they will always stay for DeFi and build on top of it and create their new like new protocols if they wish to do so and so on. So anyway, that is kind of how you get, be part of the Sushi team or partner with us and so on. It's really an open process. It's very transparent. And we've never said no to quote unquote a grant. You know, like there's no committee. It's literally like if it's reasonable and under a certain dollar figure, we're going to give it to you. Nice. As provided there's results too, right?
1: Right, of course. And then once somebody proves themselves, then they, they can either become a more active member of the team if the team really gets along with them or they can continue to build things they want to build and propose to build them to you guys. I think I think what's really interesting about this is I I, I have people I interact with in in my world who think that kind of community-based leadership, decentralization, meritocracy doesn't work, right? They, their belief is that it's impossible for this to ultimately work. There always has to be someone in charge deciding the path of a given project. But it, it seems to me that there's this evolutionary process that can happen. And I think, I think that's really evident by what happens with sushi, right? Um, people are actually proving that they have a great idea and that they can build something and then they build it and then they become a more active part of the community. And you guys don't have to necessarily say to the community, hey, I need this built, but you can. And you also don't have to drive the entire strategic vision or path for Sushi as a project. And I'm getting a sense from everything I've seen about you guys that this is working really well. And I'm curious whether whether that was something you know, a group of people envisioned as getting there eventually, or if it's just kind of happened naturally or organically.
0: So first of January this year, I I basically sent a small message to pretty much all the core devs. Back then we were four with maybe, I don't know, like two or three contributing, but not, not necessarily like full-time with us. And, right. I, and I just send them like a small message. What is kind of your vision for 2021? What do we want to accomplish? What is... Some objectives, some goals. And, you know, we listed them all up in a 2021 kind of Medium article, which was our roadmap for the year. Right. And, you know, like you would pull up this list and you would literally be able to checkmark everything on it, I think 85% right now. And nice. this is like the year is not even over, right? We're about to, we're, we're just halfway there yeah and that to me is fucking insane that's and amazing now what what we're seeing is like some of these protocols like out there, like you know uh Kashi show you, even Miaoshi, I had very little kind of input myself into them because like I really don't want to be I guess the bottleneck. I don't want to be like the critical piece that you know if I don't know like some like I don't want to do it, say anything negative, but if something happened to me, we never know right right. I don't want them to be entirely reliant on me. And, you know, like this is key. I do understand why some people may, might say that you need like a leader and kind of a, this figure and so on. But that is why I'm anonymous, you know, like it's part of the, the whole process. I don't want to be held as, you know, the sushi chef in itself or chef Nomi or this person or that person. No, it should be like, I don't know, an assembly of people, in my opinion. And yeah they shouldn't necessarily all be working for Sushi too. That's like something very important to me. And we're starting to see it, see it in some other DAOs where, you know, like some people are all holding like massive amount of delegated votes and they're not even part of the, the protocol team, right? And that is wonderful mapping. And we're probably, we're only kind of, you know, at the very beginning for the DAO, how they, they're going to be managed, are they going to be kind of voted on and so on. So let's give it some time. Yep. And I think in two, three, four, five years, we're going to be able to really have a better kind of, I would say, overview of what is going on this side. And if it's possible, and if not, I just ultimately, personally, I think it's possible. And that's what I'm kind of striving for. That's where we're heading. We're not heading towards like a leader-based kind of teams, but more like leaderless organization with all the tools that we have for from the blockchain. It's, I think... It's just a matter of time. And you know, like things like compound, have a even Uniswap, Ave, uh, Yearn, et etc., are all proving it in yep. some capacity. Some are more effective than others, a hundred percent. But then, you know, it's just like as long as we don't have like a pure kind of blueprint, it's always gonna be a little bit more friction than it is. And we're changing kind of the we're changing how things are evolving in these kind of uh, organization and process. So,
1: well, and I think frankly, you guys, all, all of those projects and many more are actually setting the foundations for what, you know, the future of corporations and organizations looks like. From my, from my perspective, that's a, a huge component of what, what DeFi and crypto is going to drive into the regular world, whatever you want to call it outside of DeFi, is that proving that these kinds of structures can actually work and that they can evolve into whatever they evolve into, but that they can work without being a traditional corporate environment. And I, and I think I think that's something that gets overlooked quite a bit, but I really think that's a lot of what I see in the success of what you guys are doing and, and what other projects are doing, is that it's going to be very transformational across how we function as a society, especially on the business. So what from From your perspective day to day what are what's your involvement right now with with projects are you are you somebody that's hands-on? are you kind of just guiding and seeing and watching what's happening are you do you get yourself involved with UI and UX, which I know is incredibly important to sushi what's what's a, kind of a day like for you dealing with with the projects that sushi has in the in the pipeline
0: Yeah we have like two two meetings per week and we- one for the design, one for kind of the front end. I try to make sure that, you know, the team is not kind of pushing my key vision. I try to give like people autonomy as much as possible. I love to review kind of things. I love to kind of give pointers and making sure the product is color, sort of in line with what community wants. But the truth is we are doing like interviews with users. So users interviews very often. And this is what we've kind of been pushing as much as possible is give the people what they want, give like, kind of the users what they want like it's not like based on just like my vision of what things should be looking like it's more about the people that are using it they are defining any friction point what is difficult and you know that's why we have like added a bunch of a bunch of small features ux that you know doesn't seem to i guess doesn't look important but are actually like huge pain points. So for example, just like the add to MetaMask for ich Sushi or Sushi oh. in the in the UI. <laughs> that is just something that people were requesting a lot. And, you know, we just did it. It's like a small kind of, you know, one hour, less than one hour improvement. And the UX is now way, way better. And that is just, yeah, that's one of the number one kind of features we have. Uh, everything related to farming too. We're trying, right now we're kind of reworking the UI for the onsen uh, a little bit, just so it's kind of Easier to to display your positions and so on, and then afterwards, yeah, like just like the analytics is the next the next on the plate next. We want to showcase like very easily how much you know like the the protocol is earning across all of the the different network. We have like over ten deployments right now. It is crazy to keep track of all of it, but you know we need like a very kind of centralized place where you can. See how much per day sushi is earning. Where how much proportion is coming from Polygon compared to Avalanche compared to Celo compared to XDAI, and so on. Like we just what is kind of the the most traded pair for uh, across all of these networks, etc. I think this is really what what we're kind of looking for right now, and um, and just iterating. You know, like based on feedback, it's just. It's the way to do it, not just like in crypto, right? In the in the normal kind of startup world, that it, this is also how it goes. Like, you know, Y Combinator has this in a one sentence, right? I don't know if you know it. No. It's give. Uh, one sec. It's literally on their page. I think it's like give what the people want or something. Right. Just I don't know where it is. But whatever. that's all
1: right. I I think that makes makes complete sense it's Um, make something people want yeah yeah well and i'll tell you every developer i've ever worked with i've given them a copy of a book called don't don't make me think which you know if you have both pieces if you have the pieces of of give me what I really need to be able to do. And sometimes, you know, Steve Jobs often said that people often don't know what they need until it's shown to them. I think the 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 idea of add to MetaMask is, is, a, is a perfect example of that. And then if you make it simple and clean and intuitive enough that people don't have to think about what they're supposed to do in the next step, that makes a huge difference. And I think I think that's a lot of what, whether or not you guys articulate it or not, I think that's a lot I see in the Sushi UI and UX and, and how you guys develop things. I think it makes a huge, huge difference for people. When one of the things I'm most interested in is what I see is you being able to kind of create um, opportunities for other projects on the platform. So I'm speaking specifically of MISO and, and Bento. I just interviewed a couple of weeks ago a company, a project called Geyser, and they've built this modular system for building pools and farming, but they've also made it so that a system could be other modules could be added to a project and built. And I see, I, I really see in MISO a project, a, that the, and, and the idea behind it is that it allows average people to build something that aren't necessarily developers, at least to get started. And I really think that's a lot of what you guys are doing on the on the launch side with Miso. And I'm kind of curious, was that a project that came from within? Is that a project you guys had the community asking about? And do you see that as kind of a platform as lo- along with Bento and kind of the App Store model of you all bringing more projects into the Sushi, sushi space to drive uh, more usage?
0: I mean, so, like, the Inception story is a little bit weird, but it's basically, like, you know, I got in touch with this dev that was building kind of this kind of auction product. Like, we kind of jazzed a little bit about kind of what could be possible here. And to me, like, the way I saw it was literally, like, we needed, like, kind of this launchpad or kind of place where digital asset can be created. And not just by, you know, technical teams, per se. Like, you know, like, we really want to ourselves, like, de- democratize things like you know, like you know like creating potentially like a tokenized object right Sake is like a living proof of it so whether it is a token a digital token for creators whether it is an object whether it is like uh, the next kind of defi blue chip the vision was to make sure they were kind of starting the pipeline in miso and you know like the sale we're also talking like it could be nft like you know really for anything like a digital asset
2: launchpad Mission DeFi is sponsored by Material Indicators. Material Indicators brings science to investing and helps investors make more informed and smarter trading decisions. Their powerful community of thousands of experienced investors is free to join and is available to anyone that wants to learn more about trading crypto successfully. Visit their website at materialindicators.com. That's materialindicators.com. Or join their community on Telegram by searching for Material Indicators.
0: Right. And from there, you kind of, you choose kind of everything related to it. Like, how do you want to have this kind of uh, pre-sale happening? Do you want it to have it? Do you want to have it KYC? Do you want to have a not list? Do you want to have it open to the public because you need like some funding potentially? How do we just make sure people can have a vision, pitch it to, I guess, the community and just make it? And then right after, if they wish to do so, they can, you know, like I think liquidity mining is part of the playbook for any new token launching now or almost, and then they can potentially like directly in Miso have the launcher in there with their own parameters and so on. The auction itself can also be tweaked. We built like Miso, like the, the creator, like Chef gonpachi actually made it so it is highly flexible and modulable. So, you know, everyone is kind of, not incentivized, but, you know, like welcome to create these new strategies to kind of um, launch the assets, whether it's like a trench model, uh, similar to what we've seen with Ashmask, whether it is a decaying, like hyperbolic Dutch auction, uh, where, you know, like as soon as someone buys the the price drops rapidly. So, you know, like people are kind of incentivized to jump on it instead of just waiting slowly and slowly, where it's just a batch auction, a normal one, or just a fixed price fixed token for a token. So really, like, what I'm the most kind of impressed about all of this is how you enable creativity for all these kind of money Lego builders to just go on and do anything with it. And yeah, that's kind of for me. So it's just like starting at the very beginning of the pipeline and then you go on the swap with Sushi and then you have like cashy potentially, et cetera, et cetera.
1: So I, I almost see this kind of becoming – I don't think it's you becoming a Y Combinator of DeFi, but I definitely see – I mean, there's a funding mechanism there. There's a community support mechanism because you have such a strong community already, and there's a there's a way to launch. So I, I really could see that it, if, this, if this grows and is successful, that there's a lot of opportunities for people with ideas in DeFi or NFTs or in crypto in general to use this platform as a way to get going – but also to build their communities from there, from from within the community of people who are users of Sushi Swap, is that kind of what you guys see this becoming for you? And and obviously it drives more volume for for Sushi, which is a great thing. But it, do you kind of hope that you become a place where projects become incubated and grow and launch and 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 that becomes on a massive scale, or do you kind of see this as being a more controlled, not controlled? smaller scale it's
0: pretty cool that you're bringing this up but yeah i mean sushi quote unquote incubator has been actually announced a little bit on twitter and you know we've not made lots of wave, but we actually already kind of incubating one of our first project called nice. finance they are actually building right now kind of a automated kind of management position for range on uni v3 nice so that is kind of what we're incubating first that's interesting uh, Yeah, that's very interesting because uh, (laughs) you would say, like, oh, why are they building on Uni v3? But then, anyways, in eight days, you're gonna maybe understand a little bit better why. Mm -hmm. But I don't wanna, I don't wanna, yeah, ruin the show or ruin the surprise. So that's um,
1: that's really interesting to hear. It's funny because I, I think it's an approach that, and I'll we'll see what comes out of it, but I think it's an approach that kind of CZ at Binance has taken is that even though he they fund things that could be directly competitive with them or that may seem kind of strange that they're investing in at the end of the day there's some kind of vision of of expansion that that really makes it make sense but people often kind of go wait why are they doing that right so i think that's really fascinating that you guys are are incubating a project like that
0: yeah i mean It's gonna be not just for for uni, but anyways, it's gonna be. Uh We'll see how it goes. I think it's mostly kind of trial and error. See what works, what doesn't work. You know, like what is interesting with these kind of incubator, like similar to Y Combinator, we're taking like a portion of the the token supply before the launch, and the truth is, we want to distribute these tokens to X sushi holders as much as we can. So you know, it's not necessarily for us, the core team in itself, but you know we work for the sushi. we work for the Sushi Eat LP, we work for all these kind of community members that basically are supporting us, orienting us. If we do something wrong, or if we, you know, a proposal is not necessarily like positive, we won't go further away. You know, like it's all about kind of just bouncing feedback always. And right. I think, you know, many teams in and DeFi could, should do more basically because that is how you actually create like a very engaged community and bring people like into uh, emotion or loop where, you know, like they are willing to share with you and kind of, you know, propose something. And if they know that they, you can, you will listen to them and you will give them feedback whether or not you are interested in kind of collaborating or going further away. Like my motto has always been, Whenever there's any kind of partnership ideas, uh, collaboration, is it a win for Sushi? Is it a win for you guys? Yes, yes. All right, let's kind of work together. Let's see how we can make it happen. And, you know, you say like, oh, the team is very often buried. Of course, we are like, you know, on the daily, I am I think in entertaining literally like over 100 kind of relationship with all these DeFi projects. Wow. There is like not a DeFi project that is, Not talking with Sushi, I can assure you of that. (laughs) And, you know, even some of the competitors, we we spoke with the guys at Banser, I I speak with the guys at Uniswap, and, you know, whether or not it is positive or negative, like for me, it's always been cordial, and it's always been kind of, we're kind of in the same bath, and, you know, like the industry is so small right now, it's kind of, would be ridiculous to kind of just entertain kind of rivalry. I think it's more about, yeah, growing everyone, and making sure that there's room for all the experiments. And so far, like, that's what we're seeing, man. Like, even on the multi-chain deployment, we're seeing, like, communities that were, like, literally, that are not in touch with the Ethereum ethos or community. And who am I to kind of criticize them? Like, we're just, like, providing them uh, to a service, and all of this goes back to x 2 shoulders. And what we've seen with these deployments, by the way, is all of it is additive. Like we have not seen TVL coming up from another protocol, another sidechain or layer one. That was like mostly just like bridge over from somewhere else.
1: Right. It's Usually, growing. it's
0: always it's always like yeah, it's basically like these users they had like no, I would say sane way to use their tokens, so they were sitting in exchange, they were sitting in self custody in the wallet, and now they can use DApps, and you know it's just. That's why we've seen like Polygon exploding, I think, too. It's now that there's an ecosystem building around it, people are more and more kind of willing to try it.
1: That's and awesome. With the
0: low fees, especially.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I probably spend 75% of my time in Polygon stuff. Let me see. I know you're a non, but are there people in your life that know somewhat what, what you work in and how do you describe to them what sushi is or what you do? Like your uh, parents or your grandparents or something like just
0: you know, I, I work in I work in finance. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And basically, okay. like I don't I never talk about crypto. You shouldn't either if you are involved in crypto. In my opinion, like it's good to kind of um, talk about the gospel, but you know, depend depending where you are in the world. I think maybe sure. maybe for someone in the U.S. it's fine. Maybe for someone in I don't know like. Uh, more intense governments not as easy so sure try to keep it low for myself and Smart. i think yeah it's just few people knows you know like i had to potential like in the very beginning of sushi since nomi and sushi swap chef which is the other guy were uh, fully anon and they didn't want to reveal at all everything it was hard to you know get the trust of audit firms even you know like when we started to get like requests for listing someone had to put some skin in the game and you know that was me initially i kind of regret it when they when they wrote because then you know i kind of put my reputation on the line and you know it turned out pretty well and we we were able to come back from it but yeah it felt very stupid so be careful out there if you start a project and decide to kind of Docs yourself need to make sure that the people you're working with are trustworthy yep. and this needs to, and you know, like the first thing should always be to make sure there's no kind of a uh, gut mode or one EOA has access to everything. Make sure there's like time lock in place. I, I push very strongly for a time lock for no, no me addresses for quite sometimes about the, the dev funds and uh, yeah, I kind of understand why he was reluctant to do it. Now, uh, in retrospect, <laughs> it makes sense. Right. But you know, it's kind of, we it's, it is sorted out now, so I'm not too worried
1: about it. That's that's interesting. It's fascinating, and and I, I think it's always fascinating. I've talked to other people that are living non-lives, where they're. Family members and friends have not a clue what they do, like zero understanding or even knowledge that they're in crypto because they are so worried about their country or government's intervention in that. And I I can completely understand that. Um, We're running out of time. So quickly, I usually ask everyone, are there projects or people um, in DeFi and crypto that you think are incredibly important or that you really have a ton of respect for and that you really keep an eye on on them as as people who are either going to do really great things or who are already doing great things and you think are really important? I think everyone
0: at Yearn is very important. Trakeo, Bante, Kim, Dogi, all of these guys are amazing in my opinion. Of course, like everyone else in the ecosystem like has been wonderful to work with. On the other side, like builders, I, I guess, you know, like I've been very impressed with what Alchemix has done for the UX of some of the borrowing kind of self loan. Uh, it is undeniable to see kind of these communities of uh, omis, you know, with Olympus DAO kind of popping up. Every- Overall, it's kind of everything related to coin is also very interesting to follow, whether it is uh, fracks, whether it is liquidity, 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 LUS. yeah, liquidity, yeah. It's very interesting to kind of see kind of their take, I guess, on stables. I'm personally like still like a big fan of DAO and what Dao has been doing. I think they're like one of the. OG that, you know, like, deserve a lot of respect and they've build, they've been, like, instrumental in building this ecosystem. But it's very cool to see kind of a new take on this model, where it's also, like, anything related to Float Protocol, Ray, and Fae, even if, you know, some of them had Rocky Start, you know, Fae and Tribe had a very Rocky Start, but everything related to Ray and Float has been very interesting to follow. But otherwise, in DeFi in itself, you know, it's just, it's non-stop. Like, I could go for it could <laughs> we'll go for another thirty minutes about it.
1: It's uh, incredible the innovation. I, I, yeah. The things that people come up with to me are are amazing. It's I tell everybody one, I was one. Go ahead.
0: One that is one that is not, I guess, uh, too much talked about. I think yet because the token is not tradable is uh, ribbon finance. Right. I think you know product built on top of options on autopilot that basically abstract a lot of quote unquote complex financial stuff for the common mortal. is going to be. Very key in the next wave.
2: Mission DeFi is sponsored by Material Indicators. Material Indicators brings science to investing and helps investors make more informed and smarter trading decisions. Their powerful community of thousands of experienced investors is free to join and is available to anyone that wants to learn more about trading crypto successfully. Visit their website at materialindicators.com. That's materialindicators.com. Or join their community on Telegram by searching for Material Indicators. Of, yep.
0: um, and, and, you know, this is without talking about layer two and, and what it enables, but Ribbon Finance is probably one of the project community that I really admire too. And potentially they're going to showcase what I guess like a, what is the new way to, I guess, uh, creating these tokens, which are non-transferable, which are uh, community-first, and show what you got, give us your output. You're gonna get some of this valueless governance token, right? So, I think it's better than just having like, well, come in, swoop in, everything dumping. Convex, convex finance also has been very interesting to watch. Like all these flywheel models, yeah, uh, tokenomics, I think is very some. It's really kind of uh, collaboration at the kind of DAO level that just makes sense. And this is what we're going to see more and more in my opinion. So anyways, just a, a small kind of
1: uh, detour to uh,
0: give you a take on
1: it. No, those are awesome. I love, I, I, and I'm familiar with most of those, but there's some there I think that we can all take a look at. And I'm actually interviewing the founder of Liquity next week, Robert. And so I'm really fascinated to climb into how they Not came to sure. where they came.
0: Yeah, not too sure if you've been paying attention to everything MEV related to, but I think you should potentially have uh, Sam from Manifold Finance coming on the podcast, potentially talk about it or any of the guys at Archer are also very interesting. Of course, you know, like uh, it's been a very hot topic for the past uh, few days. So anyways, like in DeFi, that is kind of the beauty. There's like so many things happening that it's very hard to keep track of. Oh, it's so. insane.
1: It's absolutely incredible. I see one project that's awesome. I'll reach out to the founder and then I'll see another one. It's, um, it, the, to me, it boggles the mind, the number of potential financial products that are coming out. I I was walking a traditional finance guy the other day through some of the projects that I follow and, and invest in. And I was talking to him about the concept of Legos and building blocks. And, and at first he had his backup and was very concerned about, you know, the same kind of crap everybody gets concerned about that doesn't understand what's going on. But then when I stopped and I, I said, you know, you've been working for this large bank for 30 years, whatever, however long it's been, have, have there been times where you've had products ideas and things you wanted to do, but you, you couldn't do, I said, this ecosystem is gives you those building blocks to actually create the things you've always wanted to create. And nobody, there's not a board waiting for you to give you approval for building it. And then suddenly I could see the gears start turning and I, I think we're just going to see so much more of that happening. And I'm, I'm excited about, it. I'm excited what you guys are doing at sushi, man. I, I think one of the things I think that's really important about what you guys do is the community votes to do something or you announce you're going to do something. And I notice that you always, always deliver more than what was in the original kind of proposed thing to deliver. And I think that also is why you have a community that's so loyal and so driven to help you guys succeed
0: appreciate all the the kind of word and you know like one thing very quick be work very quick before leaving about the kind of the traditional world is for any dev that use like a uh, Yodli, if you know about this you know you need to pay upfront you know like uh very obscure prices license fees and so on what is really crazy about kind of ETH is or you know DeFi in general not just ethereum i think it's Personally, like DeFi is mostly happening on Ethereum right now. Maybe we're going to see a shift potentially like at some point on some of these other blockchain, uh, but we're not there yet for, you know, uh, Solana or Polkadot and so mm-hmm. on. But you cannot compete with just like an open system like Ethereum right now compared to Yodley, Played, Stripe, etc. And that's why, you know, we're seeing like an inflow of amazing talent coming from these kind of top tier unicorns or I don't know what you call it, like uh, Google, Facebook, Apple, yeah. Amazon. yeah the unicorns like these, of the, the yeah, fine all
1: these the tech giants
0: yeah, they they all have heard about defi they all have heard about what is happening on ethereum the the, the learning curve is not even that steep for them it's right. just a matter of kind of catching up to everything and then you're see, you're seeing the the eyes just like <laughs> popping up and yeah. that's why you know each time we have someone that isn't so like deep in crypto and just is starting, like, we make sure to, you know, teach him the ways and uh, the art of sushi and basically, like, they are sold, usually.
1: Once they realize the power of what they can do and the capabilities and what's already available to to them to use in the entire ecosystem, I think that's what really kind of kicks it over for them because you don't have to build from scratch to build really cool things in this world. You can, you know, but there's so much available and so much help and so many people that want to be part of projects that are you know have a chance for success that i'm I'm just I'm fascinated by every day I learn more from these folks it's it's incredible incredible indeed so should people reach out to you through Twitter if they want to try to reach you or through the community forums or what's the best way for them to kind of get engaged and get involved and and... If you want to contribute anything to sushi
0: and and you know I have like the technical means, go for a proposal on the forum any any day of the week, any time of the night. Uh, we're there, we're watching. Otherwise, just join the Discord. I'm less active on Discord lately, sadly, but on Twitter, like if you just add me and you have any questions or anything, just feel free to do so. I'm usually, extremely responsive. I have like uh, the notification on on my watch, so it just beat me every time.
1: Cool. Uh, are we going to see more out of kind of the uh, incubator?
0: Uh, yeah I mean
1: model kind of
0: we're kind of testing the waters. if everything cool. goes well, you know we should be able to roll out more. Ultimately, you know I would say there's no thousands, thousands of, of teams out there that, that can execute and you know we do a lot of, of due diligence to make sure that the project that we are incubating are worth it. So but feel free to on the website on sushi.com at the very bottom there's like a way to contact us, so feel free to,
1: uh, to ping us or just like I said on. Um, great i, I talked to a lot of guys who are doing some innovative stuff and uh, if that continues to grow and um i feel like they're they can be you know that they're good folks building cool stuff i'd love to have them reach out to you guys as well so i think it's uh, i think you're well positioned well thank you so much for your time man i we've run over a bit i appreciate you taking the extra time out of your day i i know how busy you guys are but i'm hoping uh, down the line here we can get you back on to talk about where things are say in another six months or so Thank you, Brad. Thanks so much. Have a great day, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Maki, for taking the time out to tell us everything that's going on with Sushi. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us. It'll help more people find out about us and spread the word about DeFi. Thanks.